This is part two of our interview with Alessandro Lucian, where we explore vaping and smoking in Brazil. If you haven't already watched it, go check out part one of this interview on the GFN YouTube channel. It's clear that misinformation around safer nicotine products in Brazil is a problem. And what about the black market? Do you see a big problem in this area? Oh, it's it's uh, huge. The black market doesn't care who is the consumer. If the consumer smokes, if it's uh, adult or a minor, because when we think about black markets, there is a risk. The anyone who enters this black market as a seller, he doesn't spend money trying to to get a good product, to try to invest in quality. They spend money trying to avoid fiscalization avoid the the fees and and taxes and um legal actions against them so they want to buy cheap sell expensive and fast as possible because there is the risk of getting uh, legal actions and being arrested so anyone who approaches a illegal seller they will sell no matter who is the, the person, if he's smokers or not, if it's a minor or not. And we cannot say that vaping is 95% less dangerous, less harmful than smoking in Brazil, because it can be as equal or even as harmful as smoking or even more harmful than smoking because an illegal market present with fake products, an illegal market can uh, offer dangers of contamination, of an e-valley because the valley was a contamination, a, a problem that it didn't have any link to nicotine vaping, but it was a product of uh, fake products. So uh, we have a huge possibility of contamination of bad products going to anyone who wants to, to buy them. And we see those products being sold everywhere. Because I was talking with a consumer in the UK yesterday, and they have uh, specific stores, uh, specialized vaping stores. They can sell in market in supermarkets or pharmacies. When you find the cigarette, it's possible that you find vaping devices being sold in Brazil. They are sold in the streets, uh, inside nightclubs. Uh, in Brazil, we have another phenomenon that. You don't have, uh, I don't know, dozens of stores selling a lot of products. You have thousands of micro sellers, people that are going in YouTube and watching videos teaching them how to buy 10 pieces, 20 pieces, 50 pieces of vaping products to be sold to familiars, to, to relatives, to friends. So in Brazil, you have products being sold not by the entrepreneurs or people that want to invest in in a, com a vaping company. There are people that doesn't know what they're buying, what they're selling, for to who they are selling. So it's a chaos, absolutely chaos with no possibility to know the real dangers and the real risks about vaping in Brazil. That's why we need a regulation different from the pro pro prohibition because when we regulate the sales and importation, we're going to have rules and strict rules. And that's something that I often said 
we consumers doesn't want more uh, freedom. Uh, by the contrary, we want strict rules to have these products, uh, guarantee safety of those products, knowing what they have inside those devices, what are the substances being used to manufacture those devices. We don't know them to be sold to anyone. We want them to be sold to adult smokers, not to minors, of course, never. But an illegal marketer doesn't care about that. Looking at the whole situation in Brazil now, we are all waiting for a message from Anvisa. What response do you expect to receive? Well, uh, what I expect and what's going to happen are two different things. There is no way of knowing what will actually be done. And there is a lot of opposition pressure uh, which has money and power to influence the media and the public opinion to create a scenario of pressure against Anvisa. I hope that Anvisa will be technical, pragmatic, and follow scientific evidence, doing the same thing as countries such as Sweden and England and many others, thus regulating vaping in Brazil to allow trade, importation, and manufacture under clear rules to protect consumers and especially minors with mechanisms to defend public health. What it cannot do is continue as it is, which is the worst possible scenario. Everything is prohibited, millions of people are consumer, are consuming, and the only ones who benefit from this are those in the illegal market, with possible consequences like diseases, contamination, no support for the consumers, and of course, it finances violence and criminality. Thank you, Alessandro. And the final question, what influence will this decision have on other countries in Latin America? And why is the message so important? I think Brazil can have a big influence in every country in Latin America and also in the world because Brazil is uh, part of the um, uh, framework of uh, tobacco control of the uh, World Health Organization. Brazil was one of the countries that um, participated and contributed a lot to the FCTC. And uh, we have good numbers, good, uh, we have a good campaign, uh, anti, anti tobacco campaign. We have, we had numbers of 50% of smokers in the past decades. Today we have 10% more or less uh, in, of smokers in Brazil. So the prevalence. It may seem low, but we have to remember that in Brazil, we have 250 million uh, people. So any 1% is a lot of people smoking. 10% is almost equal to France, which has 30, 35% of prevalence of smoking. So any decision uh, of Brazil about vaping is going to to really influence uh, a lot of other countries. I hope that we can be a good influence because we already know what other countries, there are, there are more than 100 countries that already regulate vaping and we see uh, a pattern and uh, we see what is happening to countries that are banning, simple banning or not regulating vaping. What is happening to those countries? We see the history of uh, United States when there was no regulation, the problem they they had with minors, youth vaping, and a valley, and after regulation, what happened? Uh, youth vaping decreased uh, 50%. The 
the lowest smoking rates for the past 50 years, the lowest uh, nicotine consumption rate for the, the last 50 years. So regulation, it appears to be the best course of action. So we believe that Brazil opting for supporting tobacco harm reduction, which is not uh, giving freedom and and uh, putting vaping devices to be sold everywhere. On the contrary, it's uh, getting rules, strict rules to be offering those products only for adult smoking or smokers while protecting minors from accessing this, these products. Vaping is not uh, risk-free, of course. It's tobacco harm reduction. It's not tobacco harm elimination. But we are seeing countries like England, Canada, New Zealand, Sweden, more than 100 countries being benefited by the decision of supporting harm reduction. So the influence can be very positive if Brazil follows the, these countries, or really negative is if Brazil keeps uh, trying to prohibition the, to make a prohibition a simple prohibition even with uh, in trying to enforce this prohibition there are, are it's 14 years of simple prohibition and the numbers shows that this prohibition didn't work if ever so it doesn't work right now so we need to be pragmatic about it we need to understand that people wants to have nicotine some even if they know the risks they still want to to consume those products and just think that they are wrong they doesn't need it does doesn't have to do that it's not uh, enough the government must understand that people wants to to drink coffee to have nicotine to drink alcohol but people can have all those things without killing themselves by smoking nicotine by the combustible cigarettes. They can have nicotine in a very much less harmful way. Thank you, Alessandro. That's all for today. Tune in next time here on GFN TV or on our podcast. You can also find transcriptions of each episode on the GFN TV website. Thanks for watching or listening. See you next time.